Hi everyone and welcome back to the gentleman's talk. I'm in a slightly different position in my room. This is not me doing anything untoward. That is my squeaky seat. Um, I'm in a slightly different position. This is Saturday night. This is something I've not done for a very long time, something on a Saturday night, but I have a, uh, it was almost like, um, what do they call that? The, the perfect storm, you know, it was one of those ones where yesterday I did a podcast, which was really, really good. I got a lot out of it, so I'm going to talk about tonight and tomorrow, um, sorry, and then today, you know, talk about the positives I got out of that. And then the other um, side of the things is my whole family is out for the evening, um, all four girls. So um, it's literally just me and the dogs. No, there's not peanut butter involved. So don't worry about that, you fruity bastards. Get your mind out the gutter. Um, and yeah, so um, I thought I would do a podcast because I've been on my own. I've had a, I'm a couple of gins in, which has given me a little bit of extra. That fucking see it's going to annoy me so i need to get into the right position for that bastard um so i don't move too much and um yeah i just uh i don't know a bit of bit of dutch courage i'm sat in the clock and balls my home bar and i've got some good tunes on in the background and i felt relaxed and and it's really important i think to uh let me just crank that down a little bit because i've got the speaker a little bit deeper in the background there than normally i'm about seven feet away today i'm two feet away so i can enjoy the tune However, it's going to um, take over the podcast, and I don't want that. So, yeah, I, I was, it was sort of, like I said, perfect storm. I felt relaxed, felt good, um, and I think I felt good because of the power of talking, and that's, uh, again, one of the biggest things I've tried to do along my journey is, is talk to you when I'm feeling shit, and, you know, that has come out in the frustration, and my friends, the close people around me have come up to me and said... You know, you're not you're not sounding your normal self, and that's the power of talking to the right people. And I've made a conscious effort to talk to you from the highs and the lows because I think it's really important to acknowledge that we go through fucking loads of crazy shit. You know, I'm a, I'm a just a a dad, you know, a husband, whatever, you know, um, everything I can be, brother, son, you know, whatever. I'm all of those different people, and. They all bring their challenges, and um, it's really, really hard as a man, I think, and I'm not saying it's not hard for women, but at the same time, I'm talking about this from a male's perspective, um, and very much so, I find it difficult to manage my own life sometimes. There's no book on how to be a parent, there is no book on how to be a dad of three girls, and I do, I, I fucking, I, that is... Oh God, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Uh, and I don't mean that from a negative sense. I mean it from a completely and utterly 100% positive sense. The fact my girls are absolutely incredible to me. They are the best thing since sliced bread, as they say. Um, very old term, but I love that. Um, and I'm going to skip this song. I hate it. Sorry. We'll go straight into a little bit of baseline while we're talking. Um, yeah, so for me, um, best thing since sliced bread. My girls are incredible. I've been through a roller coaster of emotions being a dad. Have I got it right? No, I haven't. And I wouldn't say any parent that says, and I've said this before on a podcast, if you say that you've got it right, you're a fucking liar because nobody can get it right. If you give them too much, they become spoiled wankers. And uh, if you don't give them enough, you know, they get bullied, etc., etc. Where's the medium? And... You know, and even if you get it right, you never really do get it right. And um, even today, um, I'll give you a little example. You know, I'm on my own and, and, and my daughter's come back a little bit early. Um, and she was, um, sorry, uh, this is earlier, sorry, when I came, went out and, and she came back earlier. And 
I said to her, you know, she said, oh, can I play on the old Xbox or can I play on the, the Xbox? I said, oh, we haven't had the Xbox for about a month. I sold it. You weren't playing with your one. And it was just sat there for about seven, eight months. And I was, I took the parents' executive decision to say, well, that money that money can be best used somewhere else. I'm not saying it was the right decision, but I did ask at the time. Nobody fucking seemed bothered because, like most teenagers, they don't really fucking listen to your questions anyway. They just go rah until it comes to the crux of something. And they're like, can I have this? Where has it gone? And you're like, fucking got rid of that a month ago, as I did tonight. And uh, she was like, okay, well, I'm going to try and download it on my fucking laptop. And I was like, straight away, I was like, I'm not a computer geek, but I am. At the same time, you know, if it's controversial, I know it sounds, but I'm not like in-depth. But I do know that you're trying to play a modern game on an old laptop. It's not going to fucking work because that's why I got rid of PCs and didn't play PCs for fucking years. Because I was sick to death of the updates. Um etc etc so i looked and smiled and then i just casted my voice up the stairs and i was very much like are you okay tegan knowing she wouldn't be because she's a girl she wants to play sims it's the end of the world now because she wants to play sims and i can't produce sims i could but it's on my xbox and that's my own personal xbox yes i worked hard i've got the top one and i and i enjoy that but i'd like to look after it kids don't inherently look after things so it does make me a little bit dubious about giving them my xbox but i do you know what i'm a loving father so i literally was like despite the fact that nine times out of ten we want to rip each other's throats out i said well you do want to borrow mine and uh, i took it upstairs and put it in because i said you know are you okay she was like um, yeah, I'm okay, but you could just tell. I was walking up the stairs, chuntering like a fucking old man, going, you're not okay, I know you're not okay, because I've heard this voice many, many times in females, and that is a voice in a certain tone that I know is not going to make me, it's not going to end well for me, there's going to be some sort of result. It's either going to hit me emotionally, or it's going to hit me fucking financially. There's going to be one of those things i got to think about. Um, so... But I, I seem to end world hunger um, by giving her my Xbox, so I was a happy dad. Um, but anyway, I digress a little bit there, but I talk about the challenges, and like I said, it's very much for me, I like to talk about the highs, I like to talk about the lows, I like to speak in those different variants, just so you can fully appreciate how hard life is, because some of us do think that, oh god, we're having it harder than others, I can guarantee there will be someone that is worse off than me, absolutely, and so... But at the same time, acknowledging that that doesn't take away the um, sincerity or the gravitas that's behind my own mental health. Because we all have different backgrounds. We all have different conditions we're living in with these mental health problems. We all have different circumstances. I get that. I absolutely get that. But everybody, then this is the uniqueness of mental health, is everybody has a unique footprint. We all have a unique identity, don't we? We're all completely different. We've got different although we are similar and and I, and I get that but what I'm saying is we're also very unique we're unique in styles fingerprints etc so we have to acknowledge that and that means that certain things won't work for certain people that will work for others etc and also must acknowledge the fact that um you know it doesn't really matter what you think your circumstances are. If you think your circumstances are worse than anyone else's, you're not really a true advocate of mental health or wanting to change because you sort of kind of need to really appreciate that, um, you know, I'm going to turn it down a bit. Sorry, that might be a bit loud. I was really enjoying the music, but I was getting lost in talking to you. Um, yeah, so you've got to sort of acknowledge that we're all unique. We're all different. And um, everybody has different experiences with mental health. As in, 
what something might find some people might find something challenging like i some people find challenging going out and and talking to random people i don't you see i'm almost like a mixture of introvert and extrovert i don't like fucking people because i don't trust them i have a real real lack of trust for humanity um and and that's a personal problem that's that's me i need to get over that i will do um but at the same time i can talk, walk into a room and talk to anybody it doesn't really phase me i don't look at anybody as being superior if i was in a room and i genuinely say this with with most sincerity that it wouldn't phase me if i was in a room with anybody it wouldn't bother me of what's where they sat in stature i'd just be like okay mate how are you um try and find some common ground and chat i love that ability that i can do that i can talk to anybody on their level so yeah i but at the same time before i divert a little bit it's just about recognizing that we all have different ways of dealing with things and for me like i said it works yesterday i spoke to you I got an absolutely great feeling from my friend who was like, dude, even messaged me last night. I was asleep because I'd spoken. So the natural thing when you um, when you offload is you do feel exhausted, whether that be with a psychiatrist, a, a loved one, a friend, a family, whatever it may be. Whenever you let go and you, you know, you constantly, you know, talk about things and you get them up, it does, it's a weight off your shoulder and that, and that saying will never go anywhere because it is exactly that a problem shared is a problem halved. It's exactly that because you feel like you've helped someone can help you, whether they do help you, whether they have no ability to help you. It doesn't really matter because you've shared it. So you've, you're not the only person now. And, the, and, and that works with mental health because the more you share, and I'm talking consciously share, as in not, you know, there's there's limits to our sharing. Some people can share too much. I, I might be in that realm sometimes, but at the same time, I do it for a good heart. I do it for good reason. I don't do it for attention. I absolutely don't do it for attention. Um, the things I talk about are because I want to help people. I want people to acknowledge that we all go through different challenges, but inherently they are all similar. We don't know what our backgrounds are, like I said, what our next journey is. But the more we work on ourselves, the, the, the more we look after ourselves and we get our well-being in order and we get our mental health in order and we start looking after the people around us and we start nurturing the right people around us instead of trying to chase a fake dream that isn't going to happen actually work on something that may happen and i'm talking about sort of the sign of kind of social media it's like this i don't do the podcast because i want some sort of like drive I, i've never i've never forced this out anywhere i talk to you and i say share and share alike um just because i want to help people it's not about the whole gravitational of going oh look I'm, i create a podcast i just hope that somebody will get something out of it um and that's where i talk about all these things these little cogs that i talk about uh, uh, you know these milestones getting us in in place making sure that we do look after the people around us show love as well like you know for me it's like i do a lot of the stuff i do just to show appreciation to people because i like doing it i like I like people to feel worthy because I like to feel worthy. I like to feel like everything I've done has had an achievement. In fact, my my, actually, my my wife said to me the other day when we were I was I finished the um, the shelves in a uh, in a um, walk-in wardrobe I'd built, and um, I'd finished the sh finished the shelves, and I didn't really sort of it, they they should have been done a long time ago, but they hadn't been. So um, what I basically did was I just left it, and it was one of those ones I, I blamed finance. I was oh, it's going to cost so much for wood. I didn't really want to get involved in all that shit, rah, rah, rah. And um, we went there. It was like £12 for the wood to do it. And I did it in like 15 minutes. And she was like, oh, have you done it already? I was like, yeah, yeah. She was like, um, do you ever look back and, 
you know, appreciate what you've done. And I go, I, I never have. I don't really do that. Anyone that really knows me don't knows I don't. I, I don't really. I, I, I enjoy it for a moment, but I'm very much like very fast paced. I'm very like look to the next project. I never really sit and enjoy it. My enjoyment um, fundamentally comes from when I do things that I create and I use my flair, my artist, you know, my artistic nature, and I do things for other people. That's where I get. I, I constantly fight when I create things and make artwork, <clears throat> what I consider artwork anyway, to be my my style of artwork. Um, whatever it may be, I'll turn my hand to anything. But I look at it as. I've put a lot of heart and soul into that, and if I give it to somebody, then and I've spoke about this in a podcast. That's very much how I function, and I like them to smile, I like them to feel happy, I like them to have a part of me that's going to be with them forever. That's my true spirit of of you know how I feel. It's almost like it's almost like as well. Um, you know, I'm very much tattoo based. I'm a very tattooed person, and I've got uh, tattoos with people I really care about. So that's another way I lock it in because I, <clears throat> I I love artwork and I love it in all sorts of forms so um to do that with somebody that means a lot to me and that's a personal thing that's something I've enjoyed um but anyway before I chunter on and, and uh, let the gin take over what I really wanted to talk to you uh, talk to you about um really was <sighs> there's sort of something that isn't really talk, spoken about in fact I did talk about it a little a little while ago, well, a long time ago, probably about eight months ago. I talk about the negative effects to um, to depression, to to anxiety, and, and and that's normally like the reason I talk about this, and the reason I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this tonight is because I've experienced it quite a lot. I've experienced it massively, and it's and it's the the sort of libido side of things for men, and <clears throat> men don't really like to talk about this. Um, inherently, it's 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 our masculinity and. The reason I'm talking about it is because it's okay to talk about it in the sense that once you do talk about it, it actually helps. And a lot of things that come with stress and anxiety, depression, things like that, um, comes at the lack of libido, the lack of sex. And from a male perspective, it that opens up a lot of uncertainty, especially if you're in a relationship. Because normally, if you don't talk about your problems and you don't get those issues out there with your partner or with your whoever you are going to be with or whoever would it would it may impact on your libido being low if you don't talk about why that libido is low and you don't action it then what you automatically do is you've got a bit of a double-edged sword really for this because you've kind of got the frustration factor from a man because as a man we still produce testosterone we still produce um, everything that goes along we still get the urges to do it but when you're not doing it it's kind of when you're not having sex and you're not releasing that testosterone or whatever you know you releasing that um it's not testosterone i mean christ i'm a fucking bloke i should probably know but i don't really care it's the good shit we're gonna say we're gonna lock in the good shit when you don't release the good shit um you know it kind of gets to the point where it becomes almost like consuming of you and I speak to a, I don't speak, sorry, I research a lot of psycho, um, psychologists at the moment that are saying that the intensity 
that you get from uh, the frustration you get from from uh, they call it blue balls don't they from not having sex is whether you suppress it with anger or whatever you do in your mental health journey if you're ever sort of focused and you're um you know you're focused on your mind normally and you're just a normal functioning business as usual person if you get to the blue balls area it gets really difficult for you you get really horny you get etc etc but when you've got depression anxiety stress whatever it may be causing your mental health condition people don't talk about the fact that all of that is subsided with anger and 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 sort of this black fog i talk about and the noise you know the the serial noise that you get from the and uh, the crackling noise sorry you get from the radio you know in your head you get all of these that suppress your libido but your body's still in the background trying to trying to work still trying to work these things so when you pull away from that side of things uh, no pun intended um <clears throat> You, you lock in a lot of negativity because you're getting frustrated, you're getting angry, your testosterone is getting angry, it's going to make you, your mind is going fucking boggled, so you're already not thinking in a straight manner, so you tend to sort of shout, flare out, you tend to get angry, you've got this testosterone, your balls are still producing the stuff that it should be doing, although it is going to be hindered by your, your depression, which is why your libido goes down, the sting, things are still working. But you're so, but you're turning it now to anger, and when you don't, when you don't deal with your problems, when you don't deal with the focusing on those side of things, it absolutely causes tremendous difficulties for you alone as a man. And then on the, the the flip side to that, you then also sometimes normally get the the anxiety of the female because now you're not having sex and she's probably thinking he she depending on whatever um you, whatever your preference is um <clears throat> might be non-minor it might be non yeah i don't know whatever it might be i, I don't know them I'm, I'm too old for the too long in the tooth to be fucking worrying too much about that sort of thing so learning the details the granular details anyway but before i shoot myself in the foot carry on um <clears throat> but yeah so um and then from the other side, you've got the partner side who sat there and, you know, I've sat there before, you know, and when you when I didn't have it, for, you know, and I talk about this because it, it can go on for long periods of time. You know, I know people that have not had sex for two years and they've just bumbled their way through. And <clears throat> I talk about this because it's a, you know, it it's a horrible situation to be in where you don't have sex and you want that love and you want that commitment. It's also a massive part of most relationships. People actually underestimate how much or how positive it is to have intercourse as a just as a mental health aid because intercourse brings out so many things it be it forces dopamine and everything else and that's why a lot of people that are depressed and i'm not using using this as any sort of excuse but a lot of people that are depressed they they chase sex as a as a, as a quick fix dopamine as a quick fix that adrenaline rush you get so much from it so you find that people are low they do that they, they chase the they, they fight the ch they want the chase so it becomes very difficult and even if you know so if you don't want the libido you've got so many things if you don't talk about your problems firing at you the partner thinking that you're you know having an affair or you're just there must be something going on because you're not putting out but however you've been regular for x, x amount of time so these are big, big things that we ignore, big key indicators that we ignore. And <clears throat> I suppose the crux of it, the, the real gritty, gritty aspect of that is when you talk about your problems and you, you get them out. And I've had 
many, many, many friends that have had success stories by almost be crippling. And but they've spoke about it. You know, they've 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 got to the relationships, got to that point, and then they've spoke about it. And by talking about it and acknowledging that, you know, the relationship might be done, it might be that there's nothing there anymore. No problems. Be adults about it. Move on. Don't put me in bitter about it. We're human beings. We we evolve. We adapt. We go through different mindsets. And a lot of us, when we're in younger relationships, and we get in relationships when we're younger, we forget that we mature. What we found young, what you found attractive as a young person, may be different to what you find attractive as an older person. And as you move through different personalities, you might wanted someone outrageously crazy when you were younger, and they're still outrageously crazy. And and maybe that doesn't float your boat. So you've got to a bitter point in your relationship where you're arguing, fighting, whatever. That's going to contribute to all these factors. So it's really important, I suppose, that we talk. We acknowledge these things. We don't let the the real deep stuff get in, get on top of our daily routine. And <clears throat> this is all, I suppose, the management of mental health. And for men, we don't do that. We take on all these challenges. That's what I started the podcast with. We take on these challenges, don't we? We we protect. We um, we try to bring the finances in if we can't bring the finances we try to bring the fun in we try to you know we're constantly we need to be a diy we need to be a plumber we need to be electricians we need to be a security guard we need to know how to fucking drive tactical situations you know we want to strive for promotion we're constantly having to if the house needs development we have to make sure that we find the place to be development how do we get development well we, we need to find the money to develop all these things are impressed on us as men that we're fighting our own demons we're we're fighting on our own challenges i was talking about you about libido we're fighting the challenges and and like i said to you a minute ago scientists and everything now are comparing the frustration between testosterone and libido to having a you know having a period the frustration the, the frustration you go through through your menstrual cycle is similar yet we acknowledge that and we get and we say oh get fucking time off and and everything else when a woman completely loses her libido or either the libido increases and the anger increases and we accept it and we say well they're frustrated because they're going through their period time and we get that and we we all acknowledge that we all address it and i'm not taking that away it's a very i've got fucking four women in the house i know what that brings um the anger is unfucking believable and unfortunately because i've got a very um sort of honest relationship with all my family they do tell me they say uh, stay the fuck away from me dad uh, i'm gonna cut you and, I, and that instantly says to me okay well normally i get stay the fuck away from you i don't quite get the i'm gonna cut you on the end so maybe it's the time of the month and that's normally how i judge it <clears throat> so but I, I get that and we acknowledge that don't we as humans as a human race we acknowledge that it, there's a menstrual cycle and we must respect the menstrual cycle but what we don't talk about is the testosterone cycle is exactly the same but what but what we don't talk about is how, you know, the details that brings it is it brings anger, it brings um, adrenaline, it brings frustration. Your your hormones are through the roof. You just want to have sex, you know. So that, you know, there's all these dimensions we don't talk about that. And if you're if you're already in a poor mental state and you're trying to battle that because part of your mental health is saying fucking leave that alone. You're depressed. You're fucking fat, horrendous, ugly, whatever you may be thinking, whatever anxiety wheel you're spinning today you may get to the point where you go you know i've had enough and we don't talk about that because sometimes we don't talk about the fact that an actual 
testosterone and the stuff that's producing your balls, Zach boys. Um, as they say, I don't know why I broke into that fucking crazy accent. Um, but we don't talk about what that produces and what it produces is adrenaline, anger, strength. It does. It really does. You know, you, you, you're constantly, which is why you say there's a lot of fucking, you know, there's a lot of testosterone in the house today because you can tell because your, your, your throat, you know, your voice has gone a bit deeper. You're a little bit more agitated. You're a little bit more frustrated. What's to say that you're not sexually frustrated? But at the same time, you're trying to battle the other demons you may be going through. Fuck, I haven't got enough money for the fucking bills. Or I've got to fucking make sure that, you know, my, my family feels safe and protected. I need to look for a promotion because I haven't got enough money. Um, all these sort of things. The car's on its way. I need to find that way. Oh, fuck, I need to repair that. I need to build that. I, you get all these things. And they're battling through your head sometimes. And... You know, it is, you need to acknowledge it and address it, absolutely. But just take your time. Take your time. Because that is the reality of it, is I'm talking about the libido factor, and I'm talking about how it can be diminished. It can just dissipate. And I've spoken to a lot of friends, actually, because I'm a, a fairly open and honest person, as you know, whatever, how many ped podcasts, podcasts, how many podcasts it is now. Um, I'm a fairly open person, and, and, and I believe in being open and honest, and I like people to look at me that way, because what you see is what you get. You know, I am a fucking barrel of laughs, whatever it may be, but I'm also passionate about my shit, so don't fuck me over. Um, so, and I like that, and I am who I am, I swear, I do whatever I do, but that's me, you get me for face value, if you piss me off, you know you've pissed me off, and I get a lot more respect for that, and I think that that's what's helping me grow, is, and I, and I literally um, only spoke a little while ago, on one of my TikToks actually, about being true to yourself, and it's really important that you are true to yourself, be yourself, if you're in the wrong crowd, if you're in a crowd where people don't like you, you're in the wrong crowd for yourself. So you need to address that. Constantly looking inwards and constantly being mindful of your surroundings is so important. Really, really key to trying to build yourself back up. And you'll find that when you start looking after yourself, you start incorporating mindfulness and you start nurturing the people around you and having fun with the people around you, etc., etc., and doing the right things you'll naturally believe that things are going to come into play. You will, you'll naturally feel better. You'll naturally look after yourself. And these are the important steps because you to fight these normal challenges that we fight as men, to, to fight these battles, we need, to, we need strength. You need to get a regular sleep. You need to be as stress-free as possible. You need, to, you need all of those things. Um, in those... Are, they need constant management absolutely need constant management um so for me that's kind of the, the steps that i'm learning and having the importance of the right people around you because if you've got the right people around you um what you tend to find then is you get a lot of support you get a lot of excitement you get a lot of you get a lot of the good stuff that these brought to your life by having the right people around you. I think that if you've got or everyone around you is genuine, everyone around you is honest, everyone around you tries as hard as you try, you've got the right people around you to have a good life. Find those right people. You might pick them in and you might drop them off, whatever it may be. I talk about that as a journey as we go through the path. That's the journey we're looking for. Um so it's really important, really, really important. And I want to talk about that because we don't talk about libido and the loss of libido, do we, enough. We don't talk, men see it as, a, as an emasculation. Um, and I suppose, in a way, it almost does feel like an emasculation, doesn't it? It's kind of, I suppose it's, 
when you lose that kind of whole so i'm just changing the thing when i was trying to i was trying to do two things at once i need to accept that men can't do that um but when you lose the libido it's Again, not only are you fighting the anger and everything else and the frustration, you're fighting probably maybe um, accusations from your partner because you're not you're not having the sexual performance you may have already have or maybe accustomed to or used to, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, etc. So, you know, if you don't address it and you don't look after yourself, you're, these things are going to go into a, a really deep spiral. And it's not just that, it's for your own sanity as well, really, because... It's a key acknowledgement to understand that you need that closeness. You need that closeness with somebody. What it does when you're talking about things as well is it opens up that honesty block. It, it, it opens up the parameters of being, this is who I am. I'm fucking struggling. And you can do it then. Again, we, we dive straight into a problem shared is a problem half, don't we? Because you've now shared it with your partner. They know that you're struggling. And that's where we build up the resilience and to be stronger to get back into the game again. Because it is, I, I must admit, for years I've felt emasculated when when I didn't want sex. Um, I've had many, many times where it, it's, it's frustrating. You lose complete and utter interest. It, it, it just, nothing happens. And that also coincides with antidepressants. Um, it, and it, it's a bit, of, I, I get it, even talking about it now, it drags out a bit of that taboo subject. Because I'm like, fuck, do people want to know about this? You know, do I want to talk about this? And... I suppose the reality is no one really wants to talk about this. No one really wants to talk about mental health, do they? And I know that I've got, you know, I've got, and there'll be a lot of people, and I see a lot of hate with people going, I'll oh, just fucking man up. We still have that man off ethos. And I'm not, again, I've, I've talked, I talk heavily about it's not, you don't, you're not emasculated by talking about it. It's the, it's the context that you give it. So we need to talk about these things, understanding the fact that your libido will drop if you're, um, you know, if you're if you're stressed and depressed, and also that, and I'm not saying again, this is not condoning. I'm not condoning it, but um, in any way, shape, or form. But you'll you'll also find as well that a lot of men, when they're in their depressed state, they they chase the adrenaline, they they chase the fun factor, and that's a dopamine excitement. So you know, that's where the adrenaline comes in from you know, affairs and things like that. And I'm not condoning it because even saying it, it's, it's horrible to say. But at the same time, that's the importance of mental health is addressing that mental health doesn't make us who we are. That's not an excuse for any man to go out and fucking say, I'm going to do this. But at the same time, there's there's context in it. And you need to look then deeply about the honesty and, and openness then and say, turn around and say, well, okay, well, maybe I fucked up or I did fuck up and, and have that honesty with your partner. Um, and things might heal. And, and I'm not saying it's condoned, but there may be failings on both behalves. And this isn't me saying, you know, from experience at all. I'm just merely saying that you need to talk about these things and we need to address these things because the lack of libido is such a, um, like I said, taboo, uh, it's a taboo subject. No one really wants to admit they've got a lack of libido. No one really wants to say that. No man wants to ever admit that I can't get it fucking hard, you know, which is why it was a taboo subject for years about Viagra, um, even to the point where I think it's more out there about women losing their libido. They lose their libido, especially through menopause and things like that. And we don't talk about that enough. So there's no difference difference is there men get to an age and they lose their libido and maybe they're stressed and depressed in their job and that's 
acting on their libido. So it's very hard. It's a, it's a double-edged sword for men. And there's no difference between that and a woman. And that's where I think the relatable context would be, I suppose, for me, the 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 menopause and the reason i talk about this so heavily at the moment is is because it's it's very much out there and i I do a lot of mental health and well-being at work um so i hear about these things and it's a very this is where i'm trying to compare use this podcast to compare um what we go through and it is relatable in in some contexts for for women um and that's very much with the menopause they go through the same things you know they're losing their libido they're drying up as they say and i'm not meaning that in the context that is it doesn't mean it in a derogatory context but they lose all the lubrication and everything so for a woman that's just as bad you know they they've got the same conscious mind of us not getting an erection and as them not getting moist if you like and i'm sorry i had to say moist because i fucking love that word moist <laughs> sorry that's fucking fruit in me um but we don't talk about that enough and maybe they're going through the same things. The menopause is bringing out the anger, the frustration. You know, their body temperature's increasing, so they're getting angry, you know. And maybe they look around and have the same thoughts. I don't want to be this fucking guy. And it maybe it's driven by that. Maybe it's driven by the menopause, just like ours is driven by whatever is causing ours. And if you've got an exacerbation of that through the thought of work and things like that, and you're not enjoying your work, you're not enjoying your surroundings, you haven't got the right friends around you, you haven't got the right people around you, you're, you're trying hard with people that don't really care, and you're not constantly triaging your life, all of these things will work together seamlessly to fuck you up. That's <laughs> the reality of it. Um, and that's the brutality of it. So we need to constantly manage this, constantly manage people's expectations and make the effort for people. It's really conscious that we do that just to try and boost our mental health up. And again, I'm not caveating any of this with an excuse or reasoning. What I'm offering is my advice, my lifely advice to say that it's not right it's absolutely not right to go off and have an affair. No, it's not. But if you haven't spoken about your problems with your partner, it's going to lead to that. So let's let's mitigate that. Let's chuck a little bit of health and safety in there because we fucking love it. That's the health and safety drum. You twat, James. Oh, my God. <laughs> I started making health and safety jokes at work. I need to fucking hang myself. Um, sorry, that's really not appropriate for what the context of my, my podcast is about. So I apologise. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Fucking hell, James. Um, so, yeah, anyway, yeah, I need to stop talking about health and safety. But to mitigate it, to bring it back again, that's where we talk about things. And that's why we open up so we don't get to those points. And maybe opening up will stop you. Maybe you'll realise, actually, that your relationship has changed. Maybe you'll re realise your friendship's changed. Maybe you'll... Whatever it may be. Maybe someone's frustrating you in work and you haven't spoken about it. And you get it out. Talk about it. Don't just go home and bitch and moan to somebody that can't do anything about it, which, which is normally your partner, and add that stress to the relationship. Don't do that. Act on the problem. And I don't think as humans we do this enough. I'm very much like that. Someone fucking pisses me off. I go, you, look, mate, you fucked me off. I don't know my boss literally said, Colin, you, my mate, shouldn't say his name. Sorry, but I, I, what I'm talking about. I don't say his fucking full name, did I? Um, and I say to him, dude, you, you fucking sent me a really rude fucking email. What the fuck, mate? I was out of order. He was like, nah, mate, I mean, you fucking did. And we got, you know, we spoke about it. It was a half an hour conversation. We got to the crux of the problem. You know, the problem was, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We resolved the issue because I was open and honest. That was bullshit fucking email you sent me. Don't be a cock. Let's sort it out or this is going to be a problem going forward. 
so it's very important we talk and it's like yesterday i woke up this morning with a bit of a spring in my step to the point where i went down i got my beard trimmed um absolutely phenomenal felt fucking great because i was like it was hanging right down to my fucking like me, me my the top of my chest basically so i took about two inches off my fucking beard which sounds pretty hectic but no it's just i wanted to feel get that youthful inspiration back into me get that and that was by talking yesterday by bringing that back out of myself, it gave me the ability to go out. I put some music in my ears. I've had a really relaxed day. I've got a couple of gins and I'm talking to you. So that's the importance of opening up. And, and when you struggle, open up and try and start the day positively. Am I going to say that's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. And that's the uncertainty of mental health, the beauty of mental health. And if you, if you look at it, mental health like that, it is, it's a beautiful disaster really, isn't it? You know, it makes us a bit fucking crazy. Some people it fucking makes us, you know, if you're ADHD and you're hyper-focused and you're doing absolutely brilliant work, but you get massive side effects that come with ADHD, don't we? PTSD, you know, you might be very thorough, very OCD like, you know, with your PTSD, but at the same time, you might get horrendous triggers that stop you from focusing on life autism comes with those parameters and you know everything there's all these mental health conditions that bring so much difficulty and we 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 must look at it as something beautiful because it's fairly classical to manage it's fairly easy to manage i can beat the drum and i've smashed the drum for over a year and i find it sometimes you know why do i i question myself why am i finding it so hard to fucking sorry this is a bit of a love song this great song though um but why do i challenge myself you know why do, why do i find it hard when i talk about it so much and that is the, tr the true factor of it is unfortunately uh mental health and this is the beauty of it it doesn't tell you when it's going to strike it doesn't tell you when it's going to make you feel shit. It, it, it doesn't tell you what level you're going to feel shit. It just goes, nap, today, you're not doing anything, mate. And that's the beauty of mental health, isn't it? We talk about these things. Or you might all of a sudden get into a subsidence of life and we're going to draw back into libido. And you don't realise it comes out of nowhere. One minute you just don't, don't want anything. You're just not bothered. And it is almost like you're numb and especially if you take antidepressants like I have done now for six years um you know I can't go any higher on my antidepressants but the side effect without those antidepressants are I put on weight really fucking easily and I'm a uh, metamorph if you like because that's my body type uh, so meta no endomorph sorry um is it endomorph the big chunky one I'm the big chunky guy I think it's the endomorph and um and that's my style so I put on weight easily anyway and I've got an antidepressant that reduces my metabolism and reduces my libido so I constantly fight my libido as well and that aside from when I'm feeling shit I you know I, I you know I think it was about 18 months to two years um that I went with absolutely nothing because I just wasn't interested and I'm talking completely and utterly that's the reality of it when you let your mental health go to a fucking point where it's just completely and utterly obliterated and shattered you can get to a point where just that is not part of you and you do almost go around like a robot you still function and work you'll still do everything high function and work and you'll get probably your adrenaline and your dopamine from work because you don't get it from your sexual um you know your sexual activities anymore so you need to constantly talk about things triage things look after yourself build yourself back up and that may involve and it will involve actually not may involve it will involve conversations because ultimately the big thing we want to get out of this is we will want to just be happy and 
that's a difficult thing to chase as it is because nobody really knows what happiness is you can think everybody on everybody will think and the, and uh, the and, and I'll say an old saying here that the grass is always greener on isn't always green on the other side um some people live by that you know it's and i i think it's um it's a very very true um saying that's been around for fucking donkey's years and it's true because the grass isn't always greener on the other side however how many of us try and chase that grass how many of us try to say i want this or i want that well if you want it bad enough you'll go and get it if it's out of if it's unobtainable then there's a reason it's un unobtainable and you, you you're missing something to make it obtainable so let go of that and focus on something that you can achieve that will make you happy there's so many so many of us and i'm one of those i'm i'm, I'm an absolute one of those you know um i always want the best of everything i always wanted to be a showpiece i i i constantly battle with social media whether i want people on there or not whether i want to see people or i don't and the bill and as the months go on and the years go on the the less and less i want that which is a nice rewarding feeling actually not to feel materialistic because i've been materialistic for years and i've got a lot of materials to prove that i'm being materialistic but i don't i want to do something different i want to be able to create things for people to enjoy as well as just enjoy my life on the way through and that does sometimes change and that's uh, take a change takes a, a jump off the path and go on to the next path and that's to to try and get all these things back in line again we try to get ourselves to have our you know as men we want to feel we've we feel desired you know we want to feel that we've got the horny rage you know that's a part of us as a man um but if you don't deal with things properly you lose that and you'll lose relationships you'll lose a lot of things you'll turn that into anger so you'll lose friendships you'll lose loved ones because you're not managing your health you're not managing your mental health properly well-being reflection you know talking about things with your partner and saying things and actually not acknowledging there's a problem will get resolution if you've got an issue in yourself and somebody says to you you need to get help then don't look at it as a negative maybe that is a sign to say i need help or like me um and even like um my, my brother actually i chatted to him today we had a lovely chat and um you know he's he's worked from home for the the whole pandemic forward three years he's worked from home and you know he's a, he's a, he's acknowledged that he's not feeling great and he does find it hard to get out again so he wants to go and see a therapist to pull himself up again and i can't I can't deny therapy is absolutely incredible for you. I think it really is. But the, the be all and end all of therapy is is talking so we can get that to an ability for free. Not by, you know, divulging our information to every Tom, Dick and Harry. But to find someone you trust and open up to them is is impeccable. Um, it, it's, 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 I don't know, it's, un, it's unaffordable. You can't always get it. Um I relate very heavily. I am very, very, very fortunate. I have a very good friend, uh, best friend, brother um, uh, from another mother. Um, I had to add that in. Um, but, you know, I'm very lucky. I have somebody that I can confide in consciously and will always be there. And I do have these little other branches that come off of this that are amazing. And I, and I, I do appreciate everybody that's around me now. I really do. Not saying I didn't before, because I did, but 
the people around me genuinely care about me and and that's really really important to nurture that um, and that's one of those biggest steps is being able to nurture the right people to open up to talk about relationships we try to get ourselves back to normal we what is normal no one fucking knows again i can caveat that straight away but we try to get ourselves feeling normal by feeling normal it's being able to walk around with the, everything we need to function we need to be able to get these right things and even when you start getting your libido back you start getting connections back because that's a real good thing it's a positive dopamine it's a natural dopamine for a man to have that as well and it comes with so much literally <laughs> no no pun intended although you, when you talk about libidos it tends to bring out the puns um so but it's an important message really and that's what it is. This, this tonight was really about a message. It was about acknowledging that you, you know, if you look into the details of maybe you're struggling in a relationship. Maybe you know, libido has been a, a conscious problem for you, and you you want to deal with it. Then you can. There's no. There's. It doesn't have to be a magic pill that that does this. Maybe there is an underlying condition, unless you know you, there is an actual underlying condition medically, and then absolutely seek a doctor. But what I mean is, if it's just happened, or there's no real reason why it should have happened, but it has, etc., etc. You know, maybe even you've acknowledged that you're not getting interested, etc. But you know, but you still mentally think about it. Don't, don't also address the fact that antidepressants anything that comes along with mental health one of the major side effects of that is the loss of libido sex drive it really does turn you into a robot i remember one that i was on which was i think it was um i'm a proxy citralopan and um that absolutely made me like a walking robot it was the worst fucking year of my life because I literally had no desire for anything at all. I mean, yes, I could get up in the morning. Yes, I could go to fucking work. And yes, I could go to fucking sleep. That was it. And you talk about a doctor and he, he says, yeah, they, they're side effects. And you're like, mate, I, I need to really, I need to give you the real you know the punchline of this buddy because this is fucking deep <laughs> not the deep i want to be feeling so we you know people don't address that properly but it does come with that it does come with the fact that you're going to lose your sex drive certain medications which is why i bounced around again no pun intended i bounced around to three different medications till i found one that i could feel a little bit normal with but not lose all of my sex drive, you know, and, and and we can also then caveat those. So I caveat that with other um, other things, and I'm not talking about Viagra before you get all fruity on me again. I'm talking about other things like you know healthy eating, plenty of water, mindfulness, reflection walks, getting these things off my brain, writing things down so they're off of my mind, and I'm not actively consciously dealing with them all the time. All of these parameters are all key parts in the cogs of life and when you start doing those your business as usual is just fun and friendly you find the right people you're surrounded by the right people you're going out like tomorrow morning i'm going out to play golf with my best mate followed by a weatherspoon's breakfast doesn't sound a lot to most people but to me it's incredible i'm actually fucking super excited because i'm going to get to go out have a fucking chin wag chew the fucking fat hear hear from my friend how he's been getting on properly get a bit of exercise in followed by a nice big greasy fucking fry up in the weather spoons that's going to be delightful morning and that comes with nurturing the right people around you and that's how positive that makes me feel and what that does is 
when you start looking after the cogs of life and you start really, really making sure that everything works right and you start eating healthy without talking about it and boasting about it, just change, just don't, don't even call it eating healthy, just call it a lifestyle change because so many of us look at things and say, oh, it's a diet. Don't look at it as a diet. It's not me fine, it's my chair. Um, that's not diet. Just call it a lifestyle change. Change your lifestyle. Change your formats. Um, it's almost like... Um, Something that I can probably relate to that people don't look... I mean, I was thinking about the energy crisis the other day, and I'm going to go a little bit on for tangent here. And I was watching a couple of videos, and I, and I researched a bit of re uh, bit of Russia, and they paid... I think in the month of December, most people were paying around about €10 Euros for the month for their electricity and gas. So, And when you compare that to £250 average pounds a month for a UK resident at the moment, that's astronomical. But for me, I looked at it it's like a slightly different way. Yes, okay, it's really expensive, I get that. But do you not think that all we've been saying for years is how wasteful a nation we are? And we are a wasteful nation. We plug shit in and just leave. We walk out. How many times do you walk out the office and never switch your laptop off or your computer off? You leave lights on and you don't give a fuck. How many, how many of us do that? We are a wasteful nation. But what we're doing now is, and this is where I put this in the context, and I'm going to switch this straight into a, a nice, beautiful little um, slip it, snip it, snip it. Um, we're changing our habits so we're making electricity and gas really really fucking expensive it's been going on for about three months it's going to go on for about another three months well when's how long's a learned habit people three months that's when it becomes a learned habit three months you reinforce it in the next three months it becomes a permanent learned habit why do you think that they're putting electricity and everything through the roof? So subconsciously, we're getting out of the routine of putting the heating on when we didn't really need the heating on. How many of us before this sat there and pumped the heating on and then didn't give a fuck about it? Just was like, oh, it's fucking roasting. Crack the windows open. Oh, yeah, just let all the fucking heat out. Don't matter, mate. We'll put it back on again. How many of us did that? How many left sh things plugged in all the fucking time? I used to be at work, and, and there were, you would go into, believe it or not, I'd walk into sections, and they'd have the heater on all night, electric heater. The most fucking hazardous thing you can fucking do. Um, as a health and safety advisor, I see that all the fucking time. It cripples me. But they do it. Well, that's just wasteful. And now what they're doing is they're showing you the reality. They're making it, it's hitting you in the pocket. And the only place you can fucking hit a human being that will hurt is the pocket. So it's going to get better, but they need us to get out of this learned habit. We need to stop abusing it. We need to then actually look. And this is where everything, if you look at life slightly differently, and I'm going to go off on a tangent, I apologize. But how many of us now appreciate going on holiday and traveling? we do less than the materialistic things or going to the pub down the road and spending 150 pound a night down in the pub a lot more of us now go fuck the pub we're going to go across the board and start traveling seeing the world we've been stuck indoors we're limited on time all of these things the uncertainty china going through the roof the ukraine fucking war the change in the energy crisis it's all to to bring us into reality and the reason i talk about this is we can relate this it's a learned habit to what we do to get ourselves back so we make we we do these changes we talk openly for three months it becomes a learned habit we look at the people around us every three months it becomes a learned habit that every three months we do that 
we make sure that we constantly focus on the people that care about us because then we're constantly keeping things happy and that people that genuinely want to come along for your ride and they want to come along for the journey will be there will support you will help you and will make it fun and that's the key importance is and one of the things i said and i said this to my brother the other day is um yes earlier on when i spoke to him sorry I said the th- the key indicator for me and why I have such a good relationship and friendship with my my very good friend Kieran is because in 29 years I think I can count on maybe one hand if I was really really pushing it that he's ever said no in 29 years not sexually again but what I mean is excuse me he's never said no so whenever we've done something he, I've said Let's go and see Tenacious D. He's come to Tenacious D. Whenever we've said let's go and do this, he's come and done it. I'm going to do a skydive. Do you want to come and watch me? Who was the guy at the bottom of the fucking thing wishing he was on the plane with me doing the skydive? All of these things, I've had him to absolutely pick me up. When I've been at the fucking pit of my life, he's picked me up. And that's the key indicator there about being friends and nurturing the right friends. And that's where we look after the people around us. This can go into a big loop constantly and it all comes down to the same thing. And that is about bringing in learned habits. And although I went off on a tangent, the relatable context is making sure that you do things for three months. I can't drill it home enough for you. Even if it involves every sort of week for the next three months, you have a conversation with your partner to bring things back up, to open up about things. It will help you. As a man, it will help you. It really, really will. Um, It's talking to the right people. We all suffer from things. We all go through really, really terrible times. But when we do the right things, people, the right things will come to you. And that is really the the, the crux of this, really, I suppose, Um, is making sure that we understand that. And don't look at it as if you've lost your libido, you know, unless it's age related and you need that little bit of pill you know if it's a young thing you know there's there's ways around it let's look after ourselves because libido is a big thing for a man like i said we talk about it all the time it's 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 our very foundation as a man you know we're we're here to procreate you know it's it's one of those things when you lose that ability we we forget that that comes with the stigma of of not talking but every time you bottle things up you're never going to get resolution. You're never going to look after yourself. You're not going to get to the point where you start feeling happy. We go through these motions. We'll get happy spells. We get sad spells. But when we develop these coping mechanisms, like I have, I'm talking to you, when we develop these coping mechanisms and these tips and tricks to help us go through life, we get results. And that is the important bit about this. Um, so anyway, I'm going to fucking listen to this music because this music's amazing. Thank you very much for listening to me. Um, I'm on a Saturday night, so it's Late Night Love with James Dean Little John. Um, I hope you're okay. And um, I'm, I'm loving getting back into the rhythm of talking to you. So I hope you are too. Love to hear your feedback. And, and obviously, I haven't said this for a while, but please comment and please share. Please um, cascade this out as much as you can. Let me know if I'm doing anything wrong. What you want to talk about? You might want a subject you want me to particularly talk about, and I'd absolutely love to to assist. It doesn't matter what it is. Like I said, I'm open and honest, and I can certainly offer as much advice as probably not much I haven't been through that I can't offer some sort of advice on or or a perspective. But yeah, so thanks for listening. Take care, and I really look forward to talking to you again soon. It's reflection sun for my reflection hour tomorrow, so I'll be back on three days in a row and probably less farty chair (laughs) take care and i'll speak to you soon